Star Wars 7x7, episode 574. Today we start our final run to the end of the script for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and last episode, we talked about the big moment, the big showdown between Kylo Ren and Han Solo, and now we are into the aftermath of it, and it does have a bit of an aftermath, and it's different, actually, in the script versus the movie, to some degree, at least. First of all, it does say Kylo Ren is somehow weakened by this wicked act, himself horrified, and I don't know that I really got that i mean maybe a bit i don't know maybe i need to watch it a fifth time i mean you know that wouldn't be a bad thing uh yeah i didn't quite pick that up myself i guess i think it was you know i don't know you tell me did you have that same realization did you see shock on his face after he did it or just somehow you know him being horrified or weakened as the script says let me know in the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com and then it says his uh, shock is broken when Chewie cries out in agony and shoots him. And the script actually has the next moment or so a little bit differently. It says that stormtroopers start firing at Chewie and that he's forced to retreat. And that's when he, he triggers the explosives. But it happens, of course, differently in the movie where Chewie goes on a rampage, starts running and shooting everybody in his path, which I like that selection a lot better personally. It seems much more like Chewie and more awesome that way. And you know what? I got to thinking about it with this whole scene. And in the movie, we see Chewie climbing up a ladder. And that is the most athletic we've ever seen Chewie in anything like in in all of the original trilogy you know he barely shuffled along essentially like that he never went really up or down anything at all so I mean I'm really it was a little alarming for some reason to see him do that and yet it was like yeah that's what he's supposed to be doing I don't know I had a moment where suddenly Chewie was a lot more fearsome than I had ever really reckoned him to be when I started seeing him climb up and down things so yeah that was a a unique little moment for me. I wonder if you felt the same way, too. The script also has Rey exchanging fire with the stormtroopers while Finn drags her out, and I think they actually ran out themselves together, so that didn't quite happen the same way, but that's all right. And we get a couple of names in the following page with Admiral Akbar's comment about the oscillator being damaged but is still functional. There's a Commodore Meta who just reacts. <laughs> that's very helpful. And an officer, Tabala Zo who tells the Admiral the weapon will fire in two minutes. Tabala Zo, interesting name. And then we jump back to Starkiller Base for the final confrontation between Rey and Finn and Kylo Ren. And it does happen a little bit differently in the script. In the script, it actually has Rey taking shots at Kylo Ren, and Kylo gives her that force freeze, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it, and then makes the blaster fly out of her hand, and then makes her fly away, and it happens a lot quicker and in one motion instead in the movie itself. And yeah, as far as lightsaber battles go, it's hard to actually write a lightsaber battle, I would imagine, and have it come out on screen exactly the way that you try to write it. I'm sure that's just something that you can't possibly control. And yet, and yet, it is really well written in the script for The Force Awakens. It's pretty awesome and more or less dead on. There is, you know, 
yeah, I'll say there are one or two elements that don't quite make it in. For example, this little bit where Kylo Ren twists his lightsaber and digs one of the Quillians into Finn's shoulder and burns him that way. That doesn't make it in the script, and that's okay. There's another one, another bit where it talks about Finn blocking one of Kylo Ren's counterattacks, which says it clearly impresses Kylo Ren, who only enjoys this challenge more. I don't know that I got that same kind of like, oh, like now we're really fighting. Ah, like I don't think I got that vibe out of Kylo from this scene. I think I got something a little bit different. But yeah, that's more of you know how the performance actually translates to the screen and what the character's going through. And yeah, it's one thing to write it, but it's another thing to live it for sure. So we jump away for some X-Wing action, and we get one more pilot's name, Niv Lek, which is given as two words, a first name and a last name. But if you were to turn it around, interestingly enough, it becomes Kelvin when you spell it backwards and all is one word. I wonder what that might be about. I don't know any Kelvin reference in any of the other movies, but yeah, I do know it as, of course, the temperature rating scale. So, you know, maybe they snuck one of those in there. <laughs> Not sure. And we eventually jump back to the lightsaber battle between Kylo Ren and Rey. And we do get a couple of interesting little Bon Mots inside the narrative here. In particular, when she finally takes him down, the script says she stops, realizing she stands on a greater edge than even the cliff, the edge of the dark side. And I don't know about you, but it did look like Daisy Ridley had that kind of crazy look in her eyes. And almost like she was really lucky that that ravine suddenly opened up in between the two of them. Because, yeah, she she played right on the edge there. And kudos to Daisy Ridley for a great acting job with that. And there's one last little bit from Starkiller Base worth sharing when Ray runs back to Finn and gathers him up. Snow flurries around them, the script says as she cries, holding this boy who she just met, who she already adores. Read into that what you will. And that's going to do it for today. And tomorrow, yes indeed, tomorrow is the big day where we finish the script for Star Wars The Force Awakens and Rey and Luke Skywalker meet on Achtu. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Alrighty, I've got your trivia question hot and ready for you. I'm immune to the light. Clearly trying to talk himself into that one. Last time we asked you Kylo Ren's real name, and it's Ben Solo. Easy one, right? Today's question will give you a little degree of difficulty one. How many of the Resistance X-Wing pilots can you name? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your head gets stuck on a battle droid body, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a series of bad puns, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.